This is your guide to succeeding as an entrepreneurial leader. Whether you're in business, a parent, or part of a community project, we can all be entrepreneurial leaders. With your host, Jeanette Seibley, the Leadership Results Coach, and a variety of experts in leadership, you'll learn how to create extraordinary work and life results, stand up and speak up, make more money and have more fun, and get out of your own way. The biggest challenge is we don't like to ask for help and get stuck as do-it-yourselfers. Well, not anymore. Now here's your host, Jeanette Seibley, ready to help you become a successful entrepreneurial leader. Welcome. This is Jeanette Seibley, the Leadership Results Coach. How many of you have participated in a remote team or virtual work group? What did you like best? For some of you, it's showing up in your PJs. For some of you, it's saving time from sitting in traffic. Um, for others, it's just it just makes life a lot easier. You could actually have time to get more things done. And that leads us to the next question. What's the biggest detractor? Well, for me, having managed and worked in remote teams for most of my life, even before it was the thing to do, uh, the problem is usually multitasking or allowing for distractions. The good news, bad news is that remote teams and virtual work groups are here to stay. Yet some have developed some bad habits that get in the way of effectiveness. What are the good habits we need to learn when working with virtual groups of people? My guest today is Dr. Ronald Beach. He's the award-winning, Amazon award-winning author of The Virtual Divide and The Virtual Bridge. He's not going to tell me what the new titles are for the upcoming books, but I know they'll be fabulous, just like those two books are. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I provide a quote from my guests, and here's the one from uh, Ron Beach. Reinvent your habits with passion. Ron, welcome. I really like that quote. Is that one thank that you, you wrote yourself? No, oh, thank you. It is such a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And and just talking about my favorite topics. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just I, I love it. It's just such an interesting time all the so way. Did, so did you did you invent that quote? Reinvent your habits with passion? Oh, it it, it is. And it's the passion that's the key to success. Yeah. And, and whether you're talking about an entrepreneur or whether you're talking about someone who's working remotely, how are you helping your team? How are you helping your boss solve a problem? It's that passion that comes across that puts you above the other people. Very good. I love that distinction. So let's start with why remote teams are important today. So you have managers and teams that rely on virtual meetings due to geography and global efforts. And in our, our pre-conference pre conversation, you also met, uh, mentioned skill sets. So I'd like to know a little bit more about that. But also, it's a time saver for busy communities and neighbors working on community-based projects. Because some of them actually live right next door to you, right? Yeah. Um, some are caregivers. Some are just, you know, they just love the ease of logging on and logging off. And it really does save a lot of time. So why is it, what is remote work and why is it important that we learn these new expectations and habits now? 
remote work really picked up a business emphasis due to COVID-19. Remote work's been around for quite a while, IBM and all this other, but COVID really emphasized it uh, across comp- corporations and businesses that never even considered it before. They were forced to. And, and so it made a point to where people can work from home and not give anybody else any illness or any sickness. Uh, some cities like Denver, you know, they had the roads shut down. You weren't allowed to drive. And so all these different type of things that came in. At the same time, now you have an employment uh, exodus, you know, from one employer to another. And now you don't have enough employees. So it's not a question, really, are there enough employees out there? His question is, are they the right ones? And same with your managers. Now your workplace getting those good employees, so you're no longer restricted to your city, to your town, not mm-hmm. your neighborhood. Now you can get some of the best of the best from Europe, Australia, Asia, which create different issues and different questions for management. But it's just such government, U.S. government, going more and more remotely uh, for activities. So it's it's creating all new challenges both for management and for the people working from home. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, we love it, but yet, like you pointed out, there are new new rules, so to speak. Some are unwritten. Some are been talked about quite a bit. So why? what are these new expectations? Like, how is it different than when we used to meet on-site, face-to-face? One of the biggest, there's several different ones, but let me just hit on some of them, is the perceptions. Managers have a perception of, well, they're, they're not going to be as productive working from home as what they are from, from here. But yet all the studies say they're actually more productive. Yeah. Then you have, on the other side, the employees are saying, you know, 75% of us agree that communication is the best skill of all leadership, but only 18% of our leaders actually have it. And so you actually have this condom uh, kind of going through between the two sides. The challenge is is not that they're not being productive. The challenge is actually on the opposite side. They're working too many hours. Mm. When you leave work at home, when you work at the office, you turn it off, you go home, you separate it. When you're working remotely, you just can't turn turn it off. And you end up with a very close case of getting burned out. Or influencing the family the wrong way, as type thinks. <laughs> Excuse me. So you really have to get into how to use your tools, how to prepare for work that day, how to stock your kitchen, you know, have your coffee and you want know, everything ready. <laughs> so it really is, you know, you mentioned one thing about, you know, p- people you know, wear their, their pajamas or activity. So the thing is, how do they mentally get dressed? Mm. You know, I call it my uh, a Zoom outfit. You know, you have a top shirt and you don't care about <laughs> anything else. But mentally, are you dressed for work? Are, are you prepared for work? Are you in that mindset? And and so you have to kind of put yourself in that that that, that zone as you're going through. You have to have some guidelines with your family. You know, at certain times, I'm working from the kitchen. So, you know, you can't come in here during the certain times. Or I, I have the door closed means I'm in a conference. Uh, some agreements. You can't turn on, you know, your your games on the internet during these hours because now it's going to bog down my internet connections. So you have to kind of get some agreements pre-planning. Set the right noise level, background noises, distractions. Uh, the, one of the biggest distractions, social media. How many times during the day 
Yeah, I, I think there was a study from this, the publishers at Sea Cruise, we just came on, like 95% of the people go on social media at least once a day. Wow. So you're going through and think it's just, I mean, which, and I'm one of them, believe me. Right? <laughs> but it's, it can be such a time sucker just sex, taking you away from a vet, vet. Time is the only thing. The minute is the only thing that once it's gone, you can't make it up. So it's really, really valuable. Well, I right. find it also be numbing. I mean, you, you get on there and you and pretty soon you get, you know, attracted to, sucked into a, a feed and you're reading it all. And then you're looking at the next one. And of course, social media is really good on attracting your attention and hooking you for the next, you know, article and stuff. And I have to put a time limit, limit yes. on it for myself. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I do. And it, uh, and my, my wife makes sure that I stick to my rules. <laughs> I was going through. Well, my cat doesn't uh, have that kind of uh, rigor, rigor in ma managing me. So anyway, so uh, some of the uh, the issues that I have written about, I talked about with others um, when it comes to managing as a leader, and a leader can be from work, it could be in a community project, what have you. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is having people listen. Listening's always been a major issue with whether you're on site or you're virtual. It doesn't really matter. Listening, most people are very poor listeners. Yesterday, I found this statistic that only 25% of people listen with effectiveness. Yes. That is sad. That is scary. And it's like, no wonder there's so much miscommunication out there. Why projects are not getting done on time and within budget. So what can you say about that to our listeners and how to improve that? that that's yeah. such a low percentage. Yeah. Forgive me for slipping into my academic side for a second. <laughs> you know, an average person speaks on 125 words a minute. The brain operates 6,000 to 10,000 words a minute. Wow. So when I'm listening to you, my brain is bored. So now I'm going to start thinking about going to the store, what I got to pick up the store. Near there. It's not that I'm not paying attention, but that's, that's the challenge. How do I focus that attention stay on you? When I was managing factories, the way I intentionally do it is I would stand up out of my chair so I was directly in front of the person so that I visually lock on so I couldn't see the computer or, or anything else. Because uh, as in Stephen, Stephen Covey said, you know, seek to understand before being understood. You have to really kind of lock into that. that thing. And that is that's so valuable uh, of anything else. You may think you're listening and that person on the other side can tell that, yeah, the, you know, there's you're not with me. And so it can make a difference. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I was in this program just a couple of weeks ago where you had to just be with the person, but you could tell when they weren't being with you anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was so, it was just such a small nuance. But again, when you're with a group of people, it's the same thing. I mean, if you're got a, a managing a group of 20 people and not all of them are paying attention, it really does take away yeah. from the speaker ability to get their point across because it's like sort of like trying to get through the wall if you're not listening you're not hearing and we're not moving forward and the other thing that i have found to be a huge detractor 
I've been guilty myself at times when I'm bored, um, is multitasking. I think, think about how many times you're in a video conference and all you see is the person's name on the screen because they're, they're listening to you, but they're sitting off on the computer doing some other assignments or activities that they're doing. And that, and that's another case where they're hearing you, but they're not listening to you. Mm. That's the same token. So then you get into a bigger issue on, on meeting management, how to keep it short, sweet, to the point, instead of bogging down and, uh, you know, extending time more than what is needed. So there's you know, d different uh, method how, how to do it, but it's a challenge. And it's hard to talk to a blank screen. It really yeah. is. It really I mean, is. Been there, done that. I, I have to have the interaction. I don't know about you, but, oh, I, 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 it's just very difficult otherwise. And then, you, you know, we've already spoke about distractions, you know, where we've got loud neighbors or we have pets, you know, you know, with, with my, with my cat, she gets put in the bedroom with the door closed, you know, when it's time to be online and the times that she doesn't, because I forget, or because it's not a work type call, then what happens is she comes and wants to, you know, have, Hey, everybody pay attention to me. Right. So as a leader, and because you are a professor, how do you make sure that everybody's on the same page? And I, I don't know that I know it's different between, you know, seeing people face to face, meaning on site, but yet I don't know. It's been a challenge, I think, for most people, whether they are a leader or a professor <laughs> or what have you. How do you know that you've got everybody on the same page? Because some people just yeah. don't know what to do because it's very easy to hide out online. And there, there's a, there's a couple of issues like when you have an online lecture with students going through, and you're talking about maybe single parents who have children, they're trying to balance them. I mean, finally you get them where they turn the camera on, and you see they got a child in each arm, and they're trying to you know talk to you and and go there. So a lot of this has to go with the speaker or the manager has to have some empathy. Oh, and that, okay. that can be harder than what some may think. Yeah, and, and at the same time. You know, you be able to connect with that that person saying, what a beautiful family. You know, I wish I was there to hold them for you. Well, <laughs> I've had lectures in classrooms where I've held a baby while I'm giving a lecture because they couldn't get a babysitter. So virtually, how do you make the connection where they don't feel bad? Ooh, you know? I think that's a really good point. That's not a point I've heard before. So, so it gets into uh, some different thing. Or if someone has their, TV, their, their laptop computer on the bed and laying on the bed. Uh, or, or maybe you get into a video conference. All of a sudden, the camera comes on, and they got the hair and curlers, and you know, it kind of scare everybody. Uh, <laughs> I've so actually have... been in a group, a group before. We went into the, you know, these breakout rooms <laughs> for a program, and somebody had fallen asleep, and we did everything we could to try to wake that person up. It wasn't until we were get just two seconds before we were being bounced out of the room that the person woke up. <laughs> so I, I had that happen. <laughs> I had that happen one time. And there's a secret to waking those people up. Okay, what is it? <laughs> I'm not sure I really want to divulge this here. No, oh. it was the same type thing. The person was asleep. It was a lecture. And everybody's making fun because they can't. They tried everything to wake them up. And I go, and I just said, sex. Boy, that person just woke right up and just, and uh, 
I'm not recommending that as a tool for any manager, but uh, hey, if it works, it works. It works. Right? <laughs> so we're talking about getting everybody on the same page. We're talking about keeping people engaged. Uh, we're talking about how to work through poor meeting etiquette. I mean, to be honest, even on-site meetings have had to deal with, you know, poor meeting etiquette from yeah. the beginning of time, right? So having said all that, though, as a manager, as a community leader, as somebody in charge of a group, how do you focus on getting the results you need? Because again, people can yeah. hide out. It's much easier to hide out on camera. My, much of mine is keeping it very focused uh, and also very, very short. Mm. In other words, they don't have time to get bored and get tied off into something else. And I, mean, I learned this when I was managing factories as you know, some of the high power dollars come sitting in a room. As soon as you see them sit down in the conference chair, you see them get comfortable. You've extended the meeting 20 minutes already. <laughs> and so I, I believe in you know, stand up meetings, short, sweet, to the point, what you're trying to accomplish. And I do the same thing with virtual meetings. Really? I have two meetings a week with each one of my, my professors. First one is just a telephone call. You're not allowed to talk about work. Wow. Well, we just talk about personal things. You make that connection of going through. The second one is the virtual team meeting where you talk about work items. That way it doesn't get sidetracked by either one of them in between the two. Wow. That's really great. Because, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would think particularly with a community-based project, be very, very easy to get, you know, off track. Because did you see what that person did, you know, or something in real time? Because, you know, they're sitting in front of their window watching their neighbors, right? Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's, uh, it's how to set that mindset, uh, how to get your communication skills down as a, as a, a team leader, as uh, what you're expecting. And this goes all the way back to when you onboard new employees. So it's not just something you just start right now, but you know, how to create that corporate culture mm. of uh, involvement, uh, cultural uh, activity, involvement, uh, collaboration between every, you know, you know, we had, you know, this, this exodus where people left a lot of the company's employees, but recent study said 80% of the people who left regretted it. Yep. All right. And they, humans, got, they, they got caught up in the moment. Yeah. The society of human resource development said that 16% pay raise was a sweet spot. If anybody offered 16% above, people jumped. But what caused the issue was they missed that, that relationships, the cooperation with the people they've been working with. And only 13, 16% of the companies were willing to take them back. You know, easy to forgive, but not forget. You know, it really and, is because a lot of a lot of times they just left without regard to yeah. what else was on the table, how the customer was going to be left. I mean, there is... I mean, that's like a whole nother podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> so we're talking about good good habits and we're talking about getting intended results. So Ron, what is your advice to inspire listeners, the listeners on this podcast who are responsible for causing remote projects and to work with and through others and get the job done? So like, what's that 
one or those top one, two, maybe even three words of advice from the expert that you are? I'll have to lower my list because I will look at the final <laughs> list. I love it. The, the first thing is the environment. Because mm. like you said, it's so easy to get distracted. It can be, it could be a kitchen table or it can be a, a sewing room or something. You just set something up to where that becomes your zone. Got it. Right? And that, that starts putting you in that mindset of work versus home management. Your, 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 your job of, as a parent or, uh, you know, a social, a spicy you know, children or, or whatever the case may be. The other one, make sure you have all the tools you need. I'm talking about the keyboard and having an extra optional, you know, the, an extra keyboard uh, monitor. It could be an optional, but that's such a powerful tool to help you be productive and get more done. Uh, video conferencing, your background, you know, type of issues, uh, office supplies. I'm, you know, I, I wasn't joking when I said about having your coffee, your tea, uh, your tissue, stuff like things that become a distraction during the day. You take a shower, you get yourself dressed, and you go into work. That's that mindset. I have a sign I put up, and it's just my wife and I and the cat. And I still put it on the door that says video recording or the review I'm working on may be yours. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of get that little separation uh, between uh. them. And so you really have to organize, plan your day, organize your time, take breaks. Oh, wow. You okay. can't emphasize that enough. Take breaks. You have to recharge that 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 brain housing group, and kind of give yourself a little exercise, just walking around even a little bit. Studies have shown how you know I'm like those you know some of us sit you know, sit in the chair for 10, 18, 20 hours a day, and you know gravity rules on everything, and so you end up <laughs> where you're having some issues, and you really need to get up and walk around. The other one is set your hours. Okay. If you're going to say your work hours are going to be eight to five, five o'clock, turn it off. Because I said, say show that actually you're more productive working from home, but yet you're more prone to put in more hours. And when you're an hourly person, you're actually getting yourself in trouble yep. with your employer. Yeah. And companies are now starting to put out rules saying you're not allowed to check your emails after hours or it is, but it's, it's a, you know, it's like having a Blackberry or yourself all of a sudden a ding, you know, you, you got to look at that email. What's there? <laughs> and it's so you have to have that separation of going through it or else you'll burn yourself out. It's not because you don't want to do the job. It's just the opposite because you're you're really conscientious and you want to do the job, but you don't know when to turn it off. I think that is such great advice. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Um, as always, it's great to have you as my guest, and I look forward to reading the next book or books. Hint, hint. There's several <laughs> so, coming. <laughs> super. So to wrap up, this is Jeanette Sideway, and until next time.